Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Today's episode of Channel 33 is brought to you by SeatGeek, the presenting sponsor for my podcast, as well as the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. With just two taps on your phone, you can instantly buy SeatGeek tickets to an event, and you can enter that event just using your phone. No paper tickets. Drop your old ticket app. Use one that's built for 2016. Download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. And don't forget to check out my fairly new website, TheRinger.com, for the very best in sports, tech, and pop culture coverage. And don't forget about The Ringer Podcast Network, which features Keeping It 1600, The Watch, Channel 33, Shack House, and our Ringer shows for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. And finally, don't forget about my new television show, Any Given Wednesday, which runs every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. on HBO and reruns on HBO Now, HBO Go, and HBO On Demand. And now, without further ado, here is the masked man, David Shoemaker. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm here with my dear friend, Dan St. Germain. How you doing, Dan? Oh, I'm great. King of Sad Style himself is uh, here. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. You're like the the, the the multi-time podcast champion, only just because you have so many podcasts. Uh, <laughs> we were just we're sitting here watching. That's eh, okay. We're sitting here watching uh, Brian Kendrick's. Uh, who, Brian Kendrick won against T.J. Perkins uh, on Raw on Monday. He's right. reasserted himself as the number one contender for the new cruiserweight championship. And uh, and we decided to celebrate that by watching this 2011 interview he gave to Truth Is Scary about um, lizard creatures running America, 9/11 being a hologram, <laughs> the moon being artificial. Uh, it's funny because right the the, the recommended video is uh, it says Rob Van Dam talks New World Order, 9/11, JFK. Uh, Listen, uh, there was a great article, I think it was on Deadspin a year or, two, a year or so ago, about why MMA fighters are all conspiracy theorists, because there's all this, it's like, left unattended for 45 minutes, any UFC fighter will tweet about, you know, about the Jews being behind 9-11 or something, you know, like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy, but I, I think that there is, there's probably some connection here, one... I think is you know self medication for injuries and stuff. Absolutely, Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick. Is, I mean, listen, I'm all for smoking weed. Like, do it all you want, have a good time. Uh, but and especially if it helps you on some sort of like emotional or, or you know pain yeah, relief well, the, level. The NFL coming down on weed and, and WWE coming down on weed is is absolutely atrocious. It's crazy. in my mind. There is a different level of marijuana usage, which you know might. You might, think this is marijuana? Might, this that guy? might make lizard lizard rulers reptilians. Uh, excuse reptilians, me. Sorry. There are four types of extraterrestrial: the Greys, the reptilians. Oh man. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, we we're gonna we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. That's not just uh, the Brian Kendrick's um, like outside. Uh, who knows? Please check it out because yeah, well, I mean wrestlers uh, wrestling opinions on the Rothschilds and the families that control America. It's it's just terrific. I think that I think that at the same time there is something about the fighting game which leads people to believe. To, to yeah, I think you just have a lot of you have a, a whole lot of free time. Uh, that where you can really do nothing, like you have days set aside to to sit around because mm -hmm. you've been working out so hard, you've been taking all these bumps, whatever, um, and you're on the road a lot, so it's not even like you have routines, you know. So I think that there's a lot of time that you have available for like weird internet deep dives and watching YouTube videos, and also 
reading like comments and stuff on Twitter where people reaffirm your crazy ideas. I, and stuff I know, like what, that. and I, I will say uh, I believe in some of that stuff. Yes, absolutely. But I, I do not believe the reptilians are real. I do not believe 9 11 was a hologram. I believe the moon was real. Like, I don't go to the extreme. You just level. said I believe some of that stuff and then took away all of my well, favorite the three theories. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to hear. Right. Bri- I don't believe Sandy Hook was a conspiracy. I'm going to get but... Brian Kendrick on. I'm just going to try to get Brian Kendrick on the show because I, I think w- he should get his own show on the Ringer. I think he. Yeah, that's fine with me, man. I want to hear his thoughts on the Mandela effect. That's one. Like I did. There's a lot of. There's I don't a lot even of. Know that. Oh, it's it. Well, it's a. It's a relatively new one. It was. It's, it's basically the idea that there's two parallel dimensions and they've been like smooshed into one, or some people have been sucked out of one into another. And it, basically what it boils down to is that, like, any memory that you have from childhood that's, that turns out to be slightly skewed, you, is bl- from you that blame dimension. on the Mandela. Yeah, you blame on it being— Why is Nelson Mandela in that dimension? Because it started off because someone had, the, someone had the memory that Nelson Mandela had died in jail. And, like, a bunch of people were like, yeah, me so too. So this is yeah, like the Berenstein, that's Berenstein exact, that's, bears. That's exactly what it is. That's, like, the number one part of it except for, yeah. I mean, Mandela and Berenstein yeah. bears, which is a great crossover this is the if you best ever read wrestling that book. The best episode of The Masked Man show of all time. <laughs> Listen, we have uh, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. We have um, we have a pay-per-view coming up on Sunday because, no of course, we do. No Mercy all the time. It's going to be a good um, one, I think, And then too. we have... Uh, we have uh, a bunch of a bunch of uh, stuff from Raw. I mean, a big episode of Raw, weirdly to get to. Um, and uh, I think we should start off with these. We, we have some uh, we have some news notes that we really have to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a bunch of stuff. I'm gonna a bunch of little things. I want to fly through these as quickly as possible because we don't want to spend. We could spend the whole episode talking about any of these things. And we also want to spend the last ten minutes talking about the Mandela effect. So we yeah, we got to get we got to bring this back around full circle. Okay, number one, TNA is for sale. It's not sold yet. I don't know if you saw. By the way, TNA spoiler is about to happen because I don't know the difference between things that happen to tapings that aren't going to happen. Whatever. It's mm-hmm. I'm just reading. All I heard the guys from Blind Melon are going to buy it. Yeah. It's going to be a grunge <laughs> warfare from the early 90s. Jeez. Uh, okay. So now the, the, newest, the newest rumor is that WWE is buying the tape library but not the promotion, which, is, which sort of makes sense. If Pretty smart move by WWE. Well, without the... Not the tape library is kind of only valuable to WWE in a way. I mean, like it would be nice for TNA, however it continues to exist, to be able to show clips of the past. But as long, but as the wrestlers cycle out, could you pick five wrestlers from TNA that you'd? I think I could pick yeah. more than five. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, uh, oh, Sam and I looked already. at this last week. Okay. I mean, oh, that's well, right. basically, I it's like you get. I mean, there there are five former WWE guys that you'd be happy to have back, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and they have some young talent that I wouldn't, or some people that have yeah, never like made Ethan the crossover. Carter, I think he's good. I mean, he spent some time in WWE, like or in NXT right. anyway. Um, nice the, body. Yeah, if you're a body guy, EC3 is the. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely. I mean, yeah, Drew Galloway is there. I mean, there's a lot of good people. And then they switch. They they again spoilers. Switch the championship. They had bound for glory on Sunday. Then switch the. Then gave the championship on Monday at a taping um, to Eddie Edwards, which is I'm pretty sure I said on the podcast last week that he should have been their champion for a while, which is very I, I am so out of the loop. I mean, I watched a little bit when Angle came, and then I just totally. Well, anyway, WWE. That was years and well, years. Well, and years we, ago. it remains to be seen what happens. Uh, Billy Corgan is out there. Talking a lot of uh, talking up the the future of the company. We'll, we'll see if anything happens. By the time that people listen to this, um, Eric Bischoff probably bought the company. So uh, let's see. Let's see what other news we got. Um, Ric Flair 
on the, I, I came out this week and said that he slept with Halle Berry back in the day. Halle Berry's people formally have denied this since then. Do you have any, <laughs> do you have any thoughts on the subject? I mean, of course, I hope it's true. Um, I wouldn't under, you know, like, what, I, I think they're comparable at, at some point. He's the, what, the greatest wrestler of all time, and she's a pretty good actress, you know? She well, won he, an Oscar, but it's not like she's known as, uh, you know, I was talking Viola to, uh, Davis or Meryl Streep I was or talk, something. I was talking to Kenny Herzog, who's another, who's, who writes Rolling Stone about wrestling and stuff. He's great uh, about this. Um, I would love to, I would love to, like, map out just some like giant infographic of yeah. their respective careers and find the exact point where it would have made sense that Ric well, Flair is a famous enough wrestler and she's not quite a famous enough star. I, I, I looked at that and the time of her divorce, she would have been too famous to have sex with. Like the time that he pinpoints it as. Yeah. It, it, oh, it he said right after yeah, her divorce? he said right after her divorce. Like in early 90s, like the first divorce or the first breakup or whatever. And she would have been too famous then. Because I, I think she was around at that point. Um, I think that he met someone who looked like her at a car show. <laughs> and they had, they had sex in the storage room. Oh. Uh, in the back room. Uh, it, there's just no way that she... She had sex with Ric Flair. Plus, he's like a pretty big Republican, and I don't know if like an, an, a smart, oh, come a on. smart black woman is going to have sex with uh, you know somebody who's like a big GOP guy. I, yeah, no, I come on. He let, let me he like like he might he might uh, he might vote like a Republican, but he certainly doesn't party like one. My, <laughs> he does not party. But um, my. Like, I was talking to Mike Lawrence, who's a comedian, about this, and, like, the reason Flair is so, like, he's the greatest, right? But the reason he's the greatest is, like, he's the Brad Pitt, but for B parties, you know? Like, he's fucked the hottest girl in Daytona <laughs> Beach. He's not hooked yeah. up with the hottest girl in Hollywood. You know, he's, like, the king of the small town. He's the guy well, who has sex with your wife in Paducah, Kentucky, not the guy who... You know, he's a pro. He's a, he's a wrestling heel. Yeah, he's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's not like, but he's not like at the. You know, he's not at the Ritz or the. You know, like I don't think he's pulling that. He's like, like if if I got really famous, or whatever. You know, like if like and if, you are anybody uh, <laughs> among the Mountain Dew Code Red crowd, by the way. If I, that's not come on, you'd be nice. But the uh, but the uh, yeah no, but like every anybody listening to this, I'm saying like if you're just average Joe, if you get famous. The trajectory of who you date is basically like, like, you know, maybe like day one of your fame is you get mm. to hook up with all the girls from back home that never gave you the time of day. Right. And then like day like two through four is like the hottest girl in every city that you that you, you know, pass through. But then like you really you plateau really quickly. It seems like everybody like as soon as you can get so celebrity so as soon as you can date other celebrities, that's just what you're doing. I've messaged right? so girls Rick, who have what, like a like a tiny bit of fame yeah. and uh, they blow you off pretty quick. They give you a couple so, texts. And then that's what I'm it. saying is Ric Flair did what really is really the smartest celebrity of any definition around yeah. is he just stuck with the second phase. He didn't bother. Well, Halle yeah. Berry dalliances aside, Dude, he, it, he's it, just sticking with the hottest girl in every town, which is which is a, the move. Yeah, I, it's a great move. If every town you're hooking up with the girls like Coors Light sends to bars, you know what I mean? Like to uh, to give you free merch and stuff. You've got a pretty good <laughs> life. You know what I mean? And, so, and by the way. 
way. I don't even know where that, like, it, you've got to get to a point because even, like, I remember when I, I got, this is like a brag, but I got on Fallon and I was like a girl that I was obsessed with. The Jimmy with the Fallon college. show? Oh, yeah, baby. Before it became the Tonight Show, so not as impressive. Just don't, you didn't have to qualify. Uh, but yeah, thank you. But I, I remember I messaged a girl and I was like, uh, hey, so I just did found some girls in love with the college. She goes, that's great for you. Like, it still was like, I still was like a pop. I think once, I think sending the text message was the error. You should have let her uh, <laughs> watch it on DVR or whatever. There's a lot of sad aspects of my personality, David. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, so final verdict. Did Ric Flair sleep with Halle Berry, yay, yay or nay? You're I'm going to go with nay, but my heart says yay. My mind says nay, but my heart says yay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay, uh, continuing in weird out-of-the-ring news, this is more on the sad side. Two different wrestlers have been stabbed, I believe, since the last time we recorded One a podcast. One of which in the most wrestling way possible, which is driving back to the trailer park. Jamie Noble, yeah, I think he had already gotten back and then left to like have a also, serious conversation. Also, he works at WWE and he lives in the trailer park. I thought that that's something you do after you get fired from WWE. I thought that's the Randy the Ram move. Again, wrestlers are known for either being really profligate, really wasteful with their money, or for being really conservative and spending He's probably conservative. and saving the money. Yeah. If you're on the road 300 days a year, then, like, live in a trailer, man. I think it's a good move, honestly. Him and his wife live in a trailer, and uh, he's offering 500 bucks to anyone who uh, is able to find out who the stabber is. That's not true, is it? Mm-hmm. Does he not know who the stabber is? He has no idea. He's offering $200 like, did he for him. see them? What happened was, uh, I read details of the case last night. Uh, he cut someone off in traffic or something like that, or... And they showed up. They followed him to the trailer park. And uh, they said he tried to apologize. I don't think that that's probably what happened. I'm sure that they oh, got Oh, the story it. from Jamie's side. Right. I'm sure they probably got into it. And then they, like, and two other guys came out of the car and three people stabbed him. I don't know if it's a Shawn Michaels thing where it's just one person who stabbed him and they said it was three. But either way, the guy got, the guy got stabbed pretty good. I mean, he's still in the hospital, apparently. So I hope he gets well. I always well, like his work. First of all, thank, thank goodness there weren't any guns involved because exactly. he'd be dead. Second exactly. of all, though, like, who solves problems with a knife in 2016? Like, I'm happy there weren't any guns. The, the bad guy in every Sylvester Stallone movie in the first scene in the yeah, 80s. Maybe that's it, Nighthawks. Oh man, we gotta start working on our Jamie Noble inspired screenplay. This is gonna—it's gonna be really good stuff. But also, then Alberto Del Rio, who uh, I love the guy—he is so much more interesting outside WWE yes, than inside exactly, WWE. Exactly the point. He made himself like he's—he's he's made himself into this character in a way that we all—I always dream guys are going to when they when they go to the indie scene. But he has sort of a reputation uh, for for not showing up. I think there was some sort yeah. of uh, sick children's charity during his last time outside yeah. of WWE that he that he mysteriously didn't make it there for. Um, but now he didn't make his first big show with AAA, uh, which is a little bit down the dumps compared to maybe if you have an idea in your head of what AAA is, it's not quite there, where, you know, where mm-hmm. it used to be uh, in the Mexican wrestling landscape. But the uh, he missed he, he just no showed his first show. And yeah. said, then after the fact, he Instagrammed a photo of himself having Dude, been those, stabbed. Those are pretty gnarly, those photos, though. Yeah, he said he had car trouble, and then there was a stabbing, and then well, what? Was outside a restaurant or something? Yeah. Um, wow, I don't even know what to think. I mean, they're, like my like that's actually normal car trouble in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that transmission. It's like yeah, cartel stabbed me. Yeah, that's what car trouble means. It's just so crazy. It's so crazy. Like I like I'm gonna uh, man. I mean, Del Rio is is. Uh, 
is Dude, working he's the craziest gimmick. Badass out. He gets like, you know he survives a stabbing. He gets to hook up with Paige. He's what like fifteen well, years he, younger he gets than him. Fi- yeah, he got fired. He basically didn't get fired. He ended up leaving WWE under a cloud of like them trying to break him and Paige up. That was the there was the rumors. Right, going Vince does not so like interracial dating. He's so. been. Oh my god. <laughs> he's basically uh, like like the like the. The quintessential bad boy, right? He's just like, I'm gonna date her no matter what you say. I'll right? Quit. Are they still dating? I think so. Good for him. She had, like, I think she's she's tweeted like you know, twelve or thirteen tattoos on an almost daily basis. A different Is tattoo she, that she gets. Uh, man. I'm just kidding. That's not true. No, she's three. She has two, right? Huh? She has two tattoos of Del Rio. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Why is it they hate that guy? It's so crazy that they because I know Triple H hates. I hear that Triple H anyway. I hear that hates that dude, and it's like he keeps coming back. I don't even know why they asked him to come back if this was the trajectory, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that there's at some point you're when you're when you're working the WWE payroll. I mean, they brought him back because they needed that SummerSlam pop, like, and they got it right. And that was the was it Hell in a Cell? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was it was in Brooklyn. Is that one thing? No, it was in LA. I'm so confused. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, United States Championship Town. Yeah, they needed that. They did just needed the pop that night. I mean, they really needed something to like excite to make to make you remember. It was like, that LA, LA, LA you, If you've been to an event in LA, it's like sixty percent, seventy percent Hispanic. You know. So. Well, I don't even think. Yes, I think that probably that probably matters. But I think on a on a bigger level, it's like you just want like it's worth the contract just to get that pop and to hope that you can squeeze whatever else out of yeah. it, right? It could have gone a different way, and I think that everybody well, who said why they are could, they so pissed that he like wrestlers date each other? So it's so weird to me. I, the, the impression that I got was that it was more about kind of protecting Paige, who they have sounds a lot invested really racy, in. Sounds really racy, doesn't it? It sounds yeah, a little racist. You can imagine some like if it was like your sister dating like some dude you know. Like there's certain yeah, but that's people. That's not my sister, you know. Like that's that's okay. Or your friend. Let's just say that like. A good friend, it's like an a, employee relationship. That's what I'm, right. but it's a family. Like they got to look at. Like if somebody, if a, if a young, if a young, incredibly talented comedian that you know uh-huh. immediately hooked up with like wh- whoever, like the the Sam Kinison of the current comedy Let me scene tell you is, it happens a lot. So, but you would you feel that in your stomach. You're just like, oh, that's a bad look. Like she's gonna go down a bad path. I or, guess. or the reverse I way. It can be a guy I mean, she comes a from a wrestling family, so I think the damage is already done. Like her mom was having her wrestle when she was sixteen, so yeah. she's already trash. You I know think what before I mean? sixteen, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we don't. I, I don't know why we're way down this rabbit hole. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Okay, we got one more news bump, and that is that Meltzer and many others are reporting that uh, we might be getting Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. At Survivor Series. What? Who cares? <laughs> okay. I'm that's, sorry, that's but I'm like, wasn't that booed out of the building at WrestleMania 20? Yeah. It, it, we're back to get some respect? Like, what is the what is the gimmick? I mean, it would be kind of cool if they feuded with the people who booed him in WrestleMania 20. Like, they did, oh. like, the Ron Artest thing where they just go into the crowd and start beating up. If you, up. like, bring a ticket stub from WrestleMania 20 and you yeah. can get in the ring. <laughs> and you're allowed to fight Goldberg. And, plus, he's, like, not... In this, even in that commercial, he's not in the same shape that he used no, to be. No, I mean, he'll have to get in shape. And, it, and it's totally it's, it's totally feasible. H-H, baby. That, yeah. you got to yeah. get back into shape. That's fine. They're, these guys can, should be doing whatever they want to do. So apparently um, Survivor Series is Lesnar versus Goldberg. That's yeah. Do we? Do you think we're in a position, a place now where Goldberg, I mean, where Lesnar is only fighting these, like, silly special matches? I don't know, but I think that they need to change his character a little bit. Like, I think Lesner? he's... Yeah, he's going to be on Bray Wyatt territory soon where he desperately needs a character change. Like, I, I understand that, like, 
unless you want him to, unless you're put, having him put over like Finn Balor at WrestleMania, you need to like show a different side. No, he's been the monster heel guy for now over four years. It's not yeah. like they try to change him in eight months. He's had the same character for over well, four he, they, years. And now. they kind of were going to let him run as a. Ba- it seemed like they were they were pushing him towards the babyface sort of side of things. Um, and then he just took another vacation. Then they forgot about it. you know, it, like it's right. Not, it's not like they forgot about it. It's just it's a weird. Uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot more I think you can get out of Heyman, and you know, oh, listen, no, WrestleMania 31, he was that was the probably the pinnacle of awesome Lesnar-esque yeah. Lesnar stuff, like right before, right when you know Rollins beat Reigns and the the cash in. But I, I think that now we're getting to the point of like, all right, man, we got to do something a little he, different. This is my. We're, 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 this is it. This is the. Cl- I'll put a bow on this. But like this is my biggest problem with this feud, or if it, if it comes to pass, is that I I don't care about it. in the ring. They can go at each other. They can have a good match. Whatever. Like I I, I like I, I I'm willing to suspend all my disbelief when two guys right. are in the ring together. But the promos, at least in 2016, have to be a little bit legit. Have to be a little bit work shooty. You know. And there is no ver. There is if if he was actually trying to. Uh, if if Paul Heyman was actually cutting a promo on Bill Goldberg, yeah, a two minute promo would end Bill Goldberg's career forever. It would not be hard for someone as smart and as eloquent as Paul Heyman to just destroy Goldberg to the point that no one ever wanted to see him again. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that point. he's not going to do it is crazy, right? Like it's like that. That's going to be the biggest like. That's going to be the biggest work in all of pro wrestling in the past 10 years. There's is Paul nobody, Heyman like, pretending that Goldberg is real. And is, like, I will is say this. Threat. There is no one more annoying on like the podcast circuit than Bill Goldberg. It really is. He was he on would, my podcast. Thank oh, you. he was? Oh, so, yeah. yeah. There, I listen to it. Maybe I'm, but like, there is no one who, like, like that guy, there's never been a wrestler who should thank booking more than him. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, if Paul Heyman gets on there and he's just like, you're a gimmick, he, Brock Lesnar is a fighter, go away. Right, you know? exactly. I mean, and that's it. Yeah. Anyway, inevitably they're going to bring back... by the back- way, I love pro wrestling families. I, I, you know, saying that Paige is trash, that, that was that was wrong. I'm actually in love with her, so uh, I, I You're just jealous. I'm a little jealous. There's a new WWE, there's, new, there's new right Raw now. intro music. Do you like it? Did well, you notice? I, I didn't notice. I sipped through the beginning because... Uh, I think we need to stop with the intro music. I like the There's old, no one to introduce, right? There's no credits. There's, a, there's been some good ones. I, we, I love it. Remember that was the first one. Was that what's happening? No. You do- oh, you're doing, you're <laughs> doing the raw music. Um, and then there was... Uh, and she refused to see the change in me. Exactly. Yeah, uh, but there comes a point where like even, you know... Uh, Friends goes to a shorter version of the theme song, right? We can just right. do like two sec, two bars of music, and they hey, have three hours to fill. They should right. do like it's a it's, whole. They're trying to look like a live sporting event. A ten minute beginning. Um. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Uh. I think that's it. We got to talk about some real, real news here. I mean, some actual things that happened this week. We're gonna okay. talk. We're gonna preview No Mercy. Um, do you want to do Raw first? Or no. no Mercy I, first? If there's yeah, let's talk about Raw. I I don't know how much there is to talk about. I think the real. I mean, there's a lot we could touch on. The, the uh, biggest thing that the happened. the range is on Netflix. Let's talk about that. The range? Oh, it's yeah. the Ashton Kutcher show. <laughs> You're right. We published an article about uh, it on The Ringer or two oh, weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys loved it. <laughs> I think it was it was good. Uh, right, so. I don't know. It's it's, it's it was mo- The piece was more about binge-watching sitcoms, which is a weird phenomenon that's kind of, you know, 
a new part of our experience. But anyway, moving on, I binge watch. I ended up binge watching a lot of wrestling this week because I mm-hmm. uh, I had a seven year old's birthday party. Eric's an eight year seven year old. Do you watch it on eight. your phone or does he watch it with you? Oh no, he, he he's not watching wrestling. He's uh he's he's I mean he's watched on occasion, but mostly it's like I was celebrating his birthday, so I like binge watch a lot of it in two big chunks. Um, oh, that's rude. The uh, so raw. I mean. I guess what's confused, like I bring this up every week, so I don't want to keep having this meta discussion about what WWE is doing with their schedule. Although the fact that we have another pay per view this week, like literally every episode of the show is going to be either like a pay per view recap or a pay per view preview. I mean, yeah. that's just the way that it's set up now. It's a little rough. Um, but it does seem like they're making a deliberate decision to have like legitimate championship matches every week on the, like on one or the two one or the other of these shows right yeah like we had like last week didn't we we had like didn't we have a uh world heavy a world heavyweight championship match United on smackdown oh on yes we did yeah and we then had the week before us then, championship world championship and, and the, tag team championship tag, yeah, yeah, and then like tons. the week before that wasn't there like a universal championship match like what like it seems like every week we're getting a major major match on one of the two shows and every other week we're getting a pay-per-view um, this week's version of the major match was Charlotte versus Sasha for the uh, women's champ- the Raw Women's Championship. Right. Um, Sasha went over. It was. Here's my problem with, and I don't mean to be Mister Hater here. I'm interested. Like it's. It, I feel like okay, a lot of these. Uh, my my friend would. Uh, my friend Dan Black, who has his own wrestling podcast, would. Uh, Told me he kept saying this thing, and it, it's he was like, "I'm really." We don't talk s- about other wrestling podcasts. Oh, on the sorry, match. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm, res- well, um, I'm actually co-hosting the Marty Jannetty podcast now. I didn't want to break it to everybody. <laughs> uh, it's 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 actually in back of an Arby's. Um, but yeah, Dan D- Dan Black said this to me, where he was like, "I'm really sick of every single angle being like this is the first time we've ever done this. This is such historic. This is so historic for women. Yeah, like it, it's just at the point where it's like, okay." Hey guys, can we move past that and just have normal like yeah. angles? Can you just uh, what would be really revolutionary is just doing it. Yeah. Um, and they literally recreated the last win that she had a month or month and a half ago. Like they recreated it totally, and it was really I, I was really annoyed by it because I was like they had her crying at the end. They had this being like this big pass off on the title. She did the Shawn Michaels look at the title thing again while weeping, and I'm like, "Can we? I, I I don't I don't know what this does except for gets a pop at the Staples Center. I understand the corkscrew off the top was amazing, but even the match it was good, but it wasn't as good as the last one. It wasn't as good as the one in NXT, and everybody's talking about how great it is. I'm like, you're just recreating yep. old moments. Um, and it's not even old moments. Like if no, they did, like if they did, if they did like a ago. yeah, if it was right, if it was two years later and it was just like you know shades as as Jim Ross would say shades of the match they had, you know that that everybody <laughs> remembered, that'd be great, you right? Know? Well, the, and just, even and even her match with I'm sorry, even Sasha yeah. and Bailey's like when they did like the two matches, uh, the second one was evoked the first one without feeling like it was repetitive. It was a different match, and I don't think this was you know totally repetitive, but. I guess I, I I do agree with you. When she won the title the first time and then dropped the title, yeah. I thought it was more of like 
just, I mean, one, she got the title that, my theory was, one, she got the title that briefly to kind of pop the crowd, but two, to sort of make it clear that she's the number one contender and that that was their plan all along for her to give it back. Yeah. There were, people were saying at the time it was because she was injured and she kind of got pulled out. And that, in retrospect, makes a whole lot of sense and feels like what they're doing now, as you say, is yeah. just like, we're just redoing. We're having, it's like when someone botches a, ma a move on a, you know, on a television taping, you, they just do the spot over again and pretend like, you know, everybody there alive thinks it's conf is confused. But at home, you only see the good spot, right? Yeah. This is like that, except we're the live crowd. We're seeing that we're seeing a botched spot be do be done over, and it's just we just it's you just sort of have to shake your head and pretend that it only happened one time. I don't know. I you know like I, I'm I'm just get like the whole. She's so much better when she's like got some attitude. Like, Sasha. Yeah. Like, yeah. We talked about this last week. She she's a heel. I mean that's she's just a heel. it. Yeah, and it's it's they put they took the the I mean. If we're over faces and heels, that's fine. But like, the, but we're the, not. By the way, it's right? A, but I you, listen to you guys. But, you guys but, the, but right. if you're, but if you're, if we're not, yeah. Why do you take your only like the one actual like great baby face, female baby face on the roster and put her on SmackDown and Lee and like now Raw is like everybody. It's like. Yeah, Sasha like Charlotte is best is is killing it as a heel. Sasha's working. Sasha works best as a heel. And by the way, or she can be a there's tweener, a way but right. Don't. There's a way that she can be a heel, like be a. She there's a way that she can be at her best and still feud with Charlotte. Like the, you know, WrestleMania. I mean, I'm sorry, Royal Rumble last year. They had that huge pop when she came out after the Charlotte Becky Lynch match, and uh, and then she kicked Becky Lynch out of the ring and yeah. then beat up Charlotte. That's what you should do. You have the Stone exactly. Cold thing where he beats everybody up. You don't have to make her a heel or a face, but this weird. You know, and I, I gotta like I, I think she's really good on the mic, but she does this one thing. I think it's just her vocal patterns. Uh -huh. So like, like she has a weird like middle like draggy thing she does with her voice. I just want a vocal coach to just fix that one thing she does because it's like perfect up until this middle. I have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, but, but, right. like but now I want to. But now I want to know. I know because I'm, uh, I'm. It's cheating. like a little bit of a. I, I don't know what it is. It's like she, she is it. Like I had I had problems with my L's when I was in uh, grammar school. You know, so I think she just. You've come a long way, man. Come a long way, man. Um, Professional performer now. Listen, I uh, I'm really happy for Sasha. I'm really excited to see where they're going because. Uh, um, you know, all in all, like this was like I want Sasha to do well. I want and I want WWE. I love that WWE is getting behind her, and I'm interested to see where they're going to go. Yeah, she's one um, of my favorites. By the way, but also I'm just going to one more note about the Becky thing. Like Bailey, who I think is great. Bailey in a world full of heels is is a really sad figure, right? But Bailey with something with like with Becky with other like like more more traditional baby faces to bounce off of. Mm -hmm. Is a much more compelling character too. Like it's just crazy. It's the splitting up the division has been great for Alexa Bliss and great for Carmella. And actually, really, I mean, like the whole SmackDown side is SmackDown is just a way better <laughs> show. Whoever is in charge, well, it's two hours and the expectations are lower and it's a little bit, you know, they're booking a little bit more old school. And yeah, it works. Yeah. It's working really well for them. But if that was if SmackDown was Raw, we would be complaining about it. Like it's the, it's just that yeah. our expectations for Raw are higher. 
And uh, really, I don't know about that, man. And uh, you know, I I think there's so many problems. I think this cruiserweight division is a huge problem, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, you know, they brought it back, being like, yeah, it'll be like the beginning of you know hour of WCW. But the problem is, is that like a lot of their big faces and heels now wrestle in a cruiserweight style, like, yeah. but they wrestle in a more believable cruiserweight style where they make each move more important so now it just feels like you're watching a video game well this was i think the what was really lo- like the big opportunity that they lost in the brand split um i don't mind the cruiserweight division i think it's great and actually i i, I think going to what you were saying in the cruiserweight classic they had cruiserweights guys who were under 210 or whatever who were mm-hmm. wrestling mat based styles who were wrestling you know they had all different styles yeah and i think when they actually made the the guys they they brought on to Raw are all more aerial based, you know. But I think that having a bigger division with different styles and having really just being Malenko. a weight class situation is a better look. I also think. <clears throat> oh, wait, I, a part of the TNA news that we skipped is that uh, is that Aaron Rex, formerly known as Damian Sandow, won the the new TNA Grand Championship at Bound for Glory I don't on even Sunday. Know what that is. It's a new cha- it's a new belt. Which, which I think is great. It's sort of like the Ring of Honor pure title where they, it's just like, it's not a different weight class. It's just a different style and the, and the matches have different rules, right? So this is like a three, five minute round sort of setup. It's like more like MMA. So it's points? Yeah, if they don't, if someone doesn't win by a traditional pin or submission, then the referees get to decide or Who whoever gets to po- decide. Who's in charge of the points? I've, I'm sure it's like the ringside announced team. They just bring out like Doink and two Dinks, and they like <laughs> make the decision. But the uh, but I like but I really like the idea of having multiple belts with different stakes, with different sets of rules, and that's a better way to have two co-equal titles than one on Raw and one on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And it's a similar thing with the with the cruiserweight title. Uh, I, it's okay if it's just different. Like you just have to be lighter. Like that makes sense. That's an I intuitive think, like, thing. If you like wear like uh, if you have to wear a big mask, like an Ultimo Dragon mask, that should count more because of the lack of visibility from the mask. I totally agree. That's yeah. and it's really hard to turn your head. <coughs> of Speaking of which, like geez, Louise, did you see that uh, that um, Tyson Kidd tweet? No. He like tweeted. He had like an inspirational nine eleven or he, no. he talked to. He was talking. He had like an inspirational tweet the other day where he showed like his scar on the back of his neck juxtaposed against a picture of his the exact spot post surgery where it was like a gnarly scar, yeah. you know. And it was inspir- like I, I, it was very. I'm sure. Like I hope that I hope he recovers. I hope he's doing. You know, it, like I, more power to the guy for really working hard and trying to you know get back to 100. percent But his tweet was basically like, like. I can't. I don't have the mobility I used to have, and I can't feel my head. But I'm trying every day Ugh. to get. It's just like you can't, dude. It's it's time to open your wrestling school at that point. I can't feel my head. Gee, I mean that's just. Oh, anyway. Just, so anyway, they have uh, rough lives. These guys are him and Natty still together. Yeah. So what do you think? She like divorced him when he when he broke his neck? I don't know. I guess wrestling's seen crazier things. Um, anyway, uh, any other notes from Raw before we move on to No Mercy? I, um, I love the I love that New Day see. is getting. I mean, a, can we just talk about how awful Ashton Kutcher and uh, the Danny like how awful the commentary was? I'm it not was, even. It's just one of those things that happens, and I'm not going to complain. Although that one, I want someone it to was brutal. I dude. want someone to send me an audio clip of that part. What did Ashton Kutcher sing? Like he sang. It's like he at the very end of the match, he sang like one bar of a pop song, and then and like you could tell one word in, he he second guessed it, but just sort of kept going. It was like the Can saddest. We not, little you thing. just shouldn't have like they shouldn't be talking. Uh, like you guys touched upon this last week, you shouldn't have Kevin Owens interacting with those dudes. 
Like yeah. they're they're just and I, I I just thought like they acted too cool for it. At least Hugh Jackman when he came in, he's like, Yeah, I'm in it. You know, yeah. and they just acted like they were like you guys aren't cool celebrities. No one ever thought Ashton Kutcher was like Ryan Gosling or some shit like that. Like like mm. you are in it, dude. My, Mila Kunis thought it somehow. I don't know. Right? I don't give a fuck about that seventies <laughs> show, okay? So y'all can blow me. Fucking don't ruin my wrestling. This show. is like the cra- the the bluest you've ever worked. And it's, it's an Ashton Kutcher riff. I don't really know. Um, I like that the New Day got a look with the with with Kevin Owens and Jericho. Like I, like it feels like they're actually letting the New Day, like you know, reach for that yeah, brass, the should, proverbial they brass. They should be pushing ring. them to the moon. I agree. They're the best part of Raw. Uh, and I thought Owens and Jericho were on fire as they you know whatever. They're really funny. That list thing. Is I really will say funny. the valet. There've been a lot of questions about the valet on my Twitter, and I've been avoiding them. But I did watch. Uh, Wait till I, they find out it's Dipper Seed in a wig. Wait till I find out that it's going to be terrible. <laughs> the uh, but the but the uh, the valet was watching Raw with me, and she looks up halfway through that the Seth Rollins interview with with uh, Michael Cole, which I wasn't a hundred percent in on. She was just like, "They should have him talk like this more often." This is the first time I've ever liked him. She hates him, and I was just like, "Oh wait, were you getting worked?" And she was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Did you just hate him because he was such an irritating heel?" And she was like, "Yeah, the way he like laughs, the way he like he's the when he's cocky, he's just insufferable." But I do think there's something to that, like it worked or not worked. Like he was, I, I didn't love that interview because I I I I, I sort of. My initial reaction was that like that was the fakest work shoot sort of interview I've ever seen in my life, and so I wasn't all in. Mm-hmm. But personality-wise, I think they've really found a kind of the right mode for Rollins. He doesn't need to be a saccharine babyface. He needs to care just enough. You yeah, know? but they still need to put him over as a babyface, and they they haven't done it yet. And it's it's just weird. I, I still think that it's they still haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, I think I think with a lot of these things where they're you know are they going to have time. a hell in a cell match? That's kind of like a weird Roman Reigns and well and, they are yeah, and then they're saying um, Charlotte and Sasha are going to have one at the hell in a cell. Oh, hell in a cell, of course. I get all these pay per views confused. I thought that yeah, okay. Um, they need to bring back war games if you guys are going to do. And people say this all the time. I don't. They're never going to bring back war games. I want four rings in the ring. <laughs> that's that's, it. that's just that's like a hundred seats that WWE can charge five thousand a pop for that aren't going to be in the arena. Well, you know, I don't know. If you guys anti don't up, come back to me. We with can big with me. Let's your start logic. it. If we do a Kickstarter where it's for like we rings. we're gonna we're gonna pay. It's two rings first of all, and it's but yeah. If we if we have a Kickstarter where we pay for all the floor seats that WWE is is missing out on, maybe maybe we can get them to listen. Yeah, well, I'm um, gonna have to pay for Scott Hall's eighth trip to rehab. I think instead. Uh, that's not nice. All Sorry. right, all right. I've um, been to rehab. That was mean. Sorry. <laughs> you can talk about it. All right. Uh, all right. Quick break. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about raw let's talk about sasha's big night but before we get there uh i just gotta have a little word from our sponsor the mask man show this week is brought to you by casper which in my mind is the world champion of mattress companies casper mattresses are american made and obsessively obsessively engineered at a shockingly fair price mattresses can often cost well over fifteen hundred dollars for those really cushy comfortable ones uh, but at Casper, mattresses cost 500 bucks for twin size, 600 for twin XL, 750 for a full, 850 for a queen, and 950 dollars for woo the king. Uh, that's actually I just confused gimmicks there. This is a product that Time Magazine named one of the best inventions of 2015. Uh, Casper mattresses combine springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. 
That seems like a catchphrase somebody should work with there. Plus, it's breathable design, sleeps to cool. Uh, wait, it's breathable design, sleep sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature throughout the night. You can even try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund everything. They understand the importance of sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. So why are you still listening to me and not ordering a wonderful Casper mattress? Get 50 bucks towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash wrestle. That's www.casper.com slash W-R-E-S-T-L-E and using the offer code wrestle. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Last subject of the day. Okay. On Sunday, you mentioned it before. We got no mercy. It's going to be fun. The greatest WWE pay-per-view maybe of all time. <laughs> um, if you had to tell me, like, I don't want to downgrade this. I'm actually stoked about this pay-per-view. But if you had to like just guess, not based on li- the real world, but like right. no mercy 2016. What like do you when you when you envision it in your head? Are you like alone in your apartment in your underwear? Or are you like? <laughs> At a at a party with a bunch of people? Are you at the event? Like, what is the level of excitement? Sure. Well, I think SmackDown's done a good job. I mean, the Vane event is <laughs> is awesome. I mean, you guys were talking last week about the Attitude Era and how it never matched the main event pop. I think this is the closest this main event. Like, not in the sense that it's like really dirty or edgy, but like in the sense that. These are all three important guys who all have their unique personalities who want to fight each other, and it's it's uh, it doesn't feel thrown together at all, and it, it feels like uh, that attitude era where these big personalities are are going to clash, and it, it's it, and it really does, you know, there are two faces and a heel in that match, but you kind of like everybody in it, and. Uh, I think that they've gotten a weird place too, where almost anyone who wins uh, is going to get a pop, which is nuts. Yeah, because of the way they've booked it. Yeah, <laughs> not not just the we're at a pay per view, so we're going to act like we're at like the greatest WrestleMania of all time, thing, right? Which is which is one of my favorite crowd phenomenons, and I don't even hate it. I love I love when you go to a show and you and the, when like the first. Uh, you get the first "This is Awesome" chant of the night. It's always a little bit of a like premature. Uh, this is awesome chant. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, because and, because you just because everybody there just wants to be a part of a "This is Awesome" moment, right? So you yeah. just get like so you're just like every time something gets better and better. But it's the same thing. You pop for a big t- as if every title changes. Fight forever you, is the next one, right? That's the upgrade of "This is Awesome." Yeah, we got to talk about that. That's uh, yeah. I mean, but that that one is really rarefied still. Like it's not. And then on top of that, for wrestling fans, it's I have no one. <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. <laughs> you're never allowed on this show again. The um. So yeah, I agree. There's like there's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of stuff we're talking about. Kurt Hawkins is on the card, not particularly worth talking about. Although I'm interested, I'm glad that they've been Who's giving he him. Who's facing? It's not to be announced. Everybody's favorite wrestler. Uh, there's there's Nikki Bella versus Carmella, which is a nice like lower card match that they've done a good build up on. Nikki Bella um, looks hotter than ever, doesn't she? I don't know what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, man, it's that neck surgery. It's that, uh, <laughs> He's that, he's later. You can't feel as he, much. Is Beauty and the Man Beast versus the Usos. Um, it's going to be uh, fun. All these matches are fun. So this far. is a, you're right. 
somehow by making the most like old school tag division possible, they've made tag wrestling interesting again. I'm, yeah. Again, I'm not 100 percent sure that we'd be it if it was on the past Raw. couple of years. No, and yeah, but it's this is this is the te- I mean, I'm very excited for this match. Yeah, compared to how I normally think I feel. Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. That'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Ugh. I mean, you guys talked about it last week, but especially this week when that feud just turned into an episode of Pawn Stars. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he so? So Sister Abigail is back. I'm not. I wasn't aware I she was in that storage unit the whole time. <laughs> I that love was that one we had of to the take like a re- thing I've ever. Received. I think that he had like the, the isolation allowed him to meditate, and she came back to him in a metaphysical sort of way. I think it's Luke Harper. He's supposed to be back. He's been back. I've been reading the dirt sheets. He's backstage. Oh, so I'm sure. I had no up. idea. You just totally spoiled that for me. Oh come on! Yeah, I mean they did it like at SummerSlam when he inter when he feuded when Reigns and uh, Bray Wyatt like two summers ago. So if it turns ago. out that Luke Harper is just explicitly Sister Abigail, like that's his nickname, is that going to ruin your? Never mind. No, I'd be um, fine with it. We're, they've like I don't know what they've got to they've got to like have Bray Wyatt come back as someone else at this point. Let's uh, okay. So we talk. That's enough. There's nothing that's going to happen. And I mean that match could be very good. I sort of <laughs> can we talk about? I'm sorry. Can we talk about? Uh, Randy Orton like acting like a vampire bat with the guy. This is the way you see the world upside down. When he's like, oh yeah, it, it was so corny. I appreciated by the end, and I said this last week that I thought that was the worst. That I was so mad at that storyline. All like watching it last week from start to finish until the very last sequence when <laughs> when Orton just appeared behind him, and it was just like so corny that I was just like I give myself over to it. And then this week, <laughs> I don't think it was nearly. There was no moment where I just was excited, like happy, you know, that yeah. like, like childishly happy like that. But. I do appreciate the fact that they had a plan and they just stuck with it. You know, like this I was. I wanted really like to Orton when he opened up the storage unit and Bray Wyatt wasn't there. Then he opened up another one and it was like <laughs> Savio Vega cooking beans or something. Like <laughs> that's really offensive. Yeah, but, uh, but <laughs> All yeah, right, it could be Quang. I don't Again, know. It could like, be anybody. It could. A, it could be it, the it's missing not even link. A Puerto Rican stereotype, David. Don't put fucking racist words in my mouth. Uh, I just said it. I was just offended by the idiocy of it. That was it. The. Um, so yeah, that could be a good match. The build up for it has been uh-huh. really silly, um, but who knows? Who know? You know, whatever. I, I don't think that. I just hope we don't get. If this feud lasts another month, and who knows if it will, I just don't want another month of wandering around backstage. It was almost like it felt a lot like Bray Wyatt had a doctor's appointment that he forgot about, <laughs> and so they had to film an entire episode's worth of like vignettes in fifteen minutes backstage, like at three in the afternoon. Um, and they open with another hot Bray Wyatt Kane match. Yeah. Very strange. Anyway, um, so the two big matches that we got to talk about. One, uh, The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Which awesome build. I don't know how much there is to say, but the build has been fucking Again, incredible. and especially because last week the promo they did was so awesome. And I'm like, how are they going to top it? And they, do- they did. Maybe not topped it, but they they made it interesting and it was still good. Yeah. You know? So I, I can't say enough about this feud. Do you think the Spirit Squad members will stick around? Have you read anything about that? It's going to be so awkward for that one dude to run into John Cena because John Cena broke up his marriage. That was the rumor backstage that uh, who he Kenny hooked. Doan? Kenny was married to what's her name? That girl. I don't think this is going to get edited out. We're going to sorry. Like, the, I mean, the, it's the, all over the dirt. It's like a big dirt okay. sheet. So thing. Uh, all purportedly, right. all right, reportedly, Cena broke up their engagement. Listen, I think right. just like you were saying before when we were talking about Paige and Del Rio, I think if. 
if we if you know if wrestlers were like not going to show up for work because somebody in the in the locker room slept with their ex or oh, something no. like that, I mean nobody would be at everybody. work. We got um, Hardy, Matt Hardy, and Edge and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, and that's just the one we know about. The ones we know about. The, yeah. Uh, so anyway, the Papa they've done a, they did a great affair. back to Dolph Ziggler, who is try, who try, has tried to break up his fair share of wrestling relationships that's on true. screen. Now he um, only dates that, Fox where, News contributors. <laughs> that's on Instagram. I don't think I can I can say that. It's I thought on that, I thought that was I thought that was they secret. put it on Instagram. Okay, well, well you guys can Google away. Uh, Dolph. Uh, so Dolph, I, I feel like. My only problem with this entire with this storyline, and it's a very minor one, is yeah. that Dolph is be, is too much of a babyface. Like Dolph is like, it's like he's he's put aside his previous character for like the past ten years in favor of just being this very straight, very vanilla. Like I gotta prove something to myself and my fans. Like they're the ones who mean everything to me. Like no, I mean his his Twitter handle is Heel Ziggler. Like his character is that he's kind of a dick. Now I get it that he's. You know, in a different spot in his life and his career, and he's trying to prove something. I just wish there was a little bit more continuity, and I don't mean continuity like bringing know. back Cohen White. One of the things videos. that you know, you always say like long-term booking. Like now, we're setting up a great heel turn for him. You know? You're right. You're right. I mean, I think that there's. I just think that I love Dolph Ziggler, and I don't love this version of Dolph Ziggler as much. He's got to win the Sunday, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Have you ever been so excited for a match that you know how it's going to end? Right, and then Miz is going to win the title back. Because they, like they made it really like, really explicit. This isn't like you go to NXT or you go to Raw. Like This is like he's really quitting. So I'm guessing he's not really quitting. Although, if he was really going to quit and just go, you know, whatever, run for a Congress somewhere, I don't think you have to quit to do that clearly. But anyway, if he was going to do something else... Um, Become on a, he's going to like try to be on a UCB house team. I sure. guarantee you. That's gonna be but if he were going to do that, this would be the greatest way to go out. Just like have him almost win the match and then just like Maurice interference, just like the, the shittiest like, <laughs> schmoz. Also, it's like it's great that like his retirement match would be at no mercy, like a B pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. It would be Not so Not even main so event. So fitting. Like, right below the main event. Um, and then just have the Miz come out in like a, do- a t-shirt with Dolph Ziggler's face and an X through it. You know, just like he Miz starts retiring people. <laughs> This would be great. Um, okay, so I think we can agree Ziggler's going to win, but we're both going to be really excited because there does feel like there's like a one percent chance that he could want to just be go be a comedian. Yes, I, I from everything I under, I mean, if you go on his Twitter, it seems like he's way more excited about comedy than wrestling. All right, what uh, was that? There's like a weird. Oh, there. The <laughs> that's the producer signal. in the air. That's the wrap up soon signal. Um, I, I want to say we. Have, I'm in a new room for this podcast, and literally, there's like. There is a, a latch like door that the producer opens up and tells you. It looks like it's it. Fe- it looks very Shawshanky. That's all I'm saying. I think Shawshanky is giving it too much credit. This room probably got a fresh coat of paint soon, but you could imagine in its earlier incarnation when it was just like black walls. That this is where you <laughs> kill people. This is where you yeah. put the bodies. Basically, yeah. This is the we're we're in like the attic room above the production room, and there's like uh, yeah creepy old like board like soundboard controls on the wall and uh, pipes on the ceiling and it's yeah it's 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 a mess anyway uh we got one more match to talk about okay it's the wwe world championship match between aj styles dean ambrose oh i thought we talked about john cena well you mentioned it for sure uh what's your pick my pick i mean there's been rumblings that cena's gonna win but i don't see aj them taking it off aj just yet yeah ambrose would definitely be the wild card uh, despite the fact that he was very recently champion, Ambrose would be the biggest surprise. 
But AJ, right? I would go with AJ. You think AJ retain? I think retaining automatically is not a big surprise. Yeah, I don't think it's a big surprise. But yeah, I think, no, I just think no. Ambrose is the biggest surprise. Would be the biggest surprise, and I. But and because of that, I can't write it off. They've been surprising, doing minor surprises right. left and right. Uh, but yeah, I think I think AJ retaining. And then, then transitioning to maybe a straight AJ Cena feud. Well, the money isn't trying Cena winning his title back from AJ, right? Or they do, or they go AJ, or they let Ambrose and Cena feud on their own. AJ feuds with somebody else, and then Cena comes circles back around for the title at Survivor Series Royal Rumble. You maybe know, like I, I see like show. Ambrose Miz seems like a really good feud, and so does uh, AJ Cena again. But yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Either you? way, I've had a lot of fun, and I, I give it to whoever's putting the SmackDown stuff together backstage. Is, these three guys, I'm just going to, like, John's, these three guys have, have had great chemistry on the mic and everything else, and they've been wonderful at putting their finishers on each other onto, like, the concrete floor, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody would say that Ambrose, I mean, Cena is, Cena, as good as he's been in the ring over the past couple of years, no one puts him or Ambrose in, like, the top five or ten of WWE in-ring performers. Just right now, in-ring. Yeah. I would put him. I would put well, top, Cena top, top ten, five. top not top five. Oh yeah, in okay. ring. If it's about telling a story, he can't. <laughs> yeah, 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 he no, can't no, do I, what TJ listen, Perkins I'm, does. I'm but. all about him. I think he's above most of the guys we talk about. I, but but yeah, I I, uh, I would say he's number two under AJ. No. Yep. Oh, this is this is a this is a series. I I would say he's in the top ten, not in the top five. All right. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I think Seth Rollins is above him. Roman Reigns. I mean, I'm Seth just Rollins just, still I'm just since trolling his, with the Roman Reigns. Since yeah. his, uh, he, he's trolling. Since Rollins' injury, I don't know if he's Kevin Owens. His. Yeah, I, I still think Cena's better than Owens. I think right? put in the spot, you can put Jericho above him. You can put Sami Zayn above no, him. No, I, I would say Cena. Number um, two. Anyway, I but I but I was gonna say something. I was gonna go the other direction on this. I was gonna say, despite the fact that maybe Ambrose and Cena aren't in your top five or your top ten, I'm gonna say we're gonna we're this is a this is a steep bet. I'm going to say we're going to be saying match of the year candidate after this. Whoa! Just a prediction. I have no way to know. It could be a two-second schmoz, but like I feel like these guys... I'm trying to think of the worst. Big Show like just KO punches everybody, and it's just a double oh, disqualification. Wouldn't that be so great? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if Big Show just did <laughs> one, one roundhouse punch and all three of them <laughs> fell over and knocked they're in, out? They're in different areas of the <laughs> yeah. ring. It's just like the sonar from it or the seismic waves. Um, sonar did so, not, but, but I do not think that there's a real chance of this. That, I mean, I think that the John Cena, like, you know, record breaker campaign is like a legit. Is, is, that's, we're definitely going to be there soon. You know, the 16-time world championship thing. Anyway, um, we got to get out of here. I, I, this, it's weird for me to watch this match. I just want to say as we're leaving um, because... Uh, I have this weird parallel universe memory that John Cena had already won 16 championships. And so I'm starting to question whether or not, you know, a lot of things Wait that I see in the are world are Are you telling true. me you're living in the Brian Kendrick? <laughs> I'm just saying that, realm? I'm just saying there's, there's, there's some ideas. Wait a second. Is there a Mandela, to- <laughs> man, mandolin? Mandolin? <laughs> Is there a Mandela realm? Yes. This, I'm, what, this is what I'm saying. Is that there is a Mandela effect world of, re- of professional wrestling. We got to get out of here. Dan, plug Wait, your can stuff. I, yes, I got to plug my shit. Uh, I'm at Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin. So all you Appleton ladies, woo! If you want to ride Sad Space Mountain, come by this weekend. And uh, next, and then the weekend after that, I'll be in Royal Oak. Uh, at the uh, at a comedy club there, at Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, 
So check that out. I have another podcast, My Dumb Friends. I have another. I've been doing a podcast with Nikki Glazer, uh, and I'm on the road next month as well. So uh, if you uh, if you think this is good, wait till you see me on stage because it's almost as good. I'm gonna borrow from from Dipperstein slash Rosenberg here, but could, could we just call it a Jace Mountain when, it, when it's you? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like another like if you babies want to ride the log flume, woo! Uh, log flume sounds like some German shitting yeah, on chest stuff. It does. No, it's that's no good. Anyway, right. um, we got to get out of here. I'm at David Shoemaker on Twitter. I never tweet. Uh, if you go to the Ringer.com and see the beautiful artwork that I. Uh, put together for the website and also read the articles because they're good um, but I think that's it man enjoy No Mercy this weekend um, uh, congratulations to Sasha uh, so our, our hearts our heart and thoughts go out to Del Rio, Del Rio. Noble yeah because of everything they've been and through and who knows if this is real shout out to Brian Kendrick yeah Brian Kendrick we're with you every step of the way and uh, I'm with you too good night.